Systems, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I started the episode while Douglas is peeping, and he doesn't know that. Really <gasps> there he is. He's here. He's back, guys. You want a burrito? N- uh, no, I'd like a burrito. Oh. I don't have a burrito. I have a burrito. I'm okay, thank you. I'd rather not kill my liver. <laughs> Cocaine for me. Yeah. We're here. Nothing but Coke. Okay. We're here now, um, and... Wait, where have we been? Well, for the audience, a couple days have gone by, but for us, it literally was probably <laughs> two seconds ago was when we ended the past episode, or that previous is, episode. It's my topic awesome. to get today. Um, since we are doing... <laughs> since we are doing... <laughs> since we are oh doing back-to-back episodes, um, there's no new stuff to be discussed beforehand. Um, what? I just, I'm still laughing at to gay. Yeah. Um, if is there anything that you would like to say before we uh, continue? Um, okay, alrighty. So today's topic, uh, if you remember a couple episodes ago, uh, I did ten ancient um, mm-hmm. historical ar- ar- architectures and oh whatnot. God, are we going back to history class? Today we're doing ten mysterious ancient stones and carved rocks in North America. I'm so excited. What was that one for? It's Call of Duty. I know, but. Okay. We're leveling up our knowledge. Um, and uh, this website is called Message to Eagle. And um, much like last time, if you remember... Uh-oh, uh-oh, here it there comes. Was a, there, was, there was a couple... Um, oh, let me open that. There was a couple things that well, we did, or we saved for later episodes, most uh, prominently Alexander the Great's tomb. So if there's something else, riveting. if there's something that comes up uh, among these 10 that I want to do in a future episode, that'll probably be an episode uh, in two weeks or so. So uh, just prepare your butts. So to be injured. if you had to pick, what is your favorite ancient stone slash carved rock in North America? The Rosetta Stone. Okay. I don't think that one's in North America. It's not? I don't think so. Oh, here it is. Oh, man. <laughs> He slept in and everything, and he still yawns. Um, no, no, it was in Egypt. The Rosetta you, Stone was? Yeah. Oh. You idiot. In North America, let's see. Oh, Mount Rushmore. That's not a mysterious ancient stone Isn't or it? carved rock. No. Um, Don't break my chair. I never noticed it was creaking, this chair. How often do you just hit your leg up against the side? A lot, actually. Oh. Let's see. Carved rocks in North America that are mysterious. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, Mexico count. Yeah, Mexico counts as North America. A lot of, uh, oh, a lot, I had it by accident. A lot of, um, of these I've never heard of. Okay. Which is good for most of us. But those aren't the only ones. Yes. So number Definitely. one, we got the New England's Mystery Stone. Oh, uh, is this the one where they that's how they found out that like Vikings came over before Christopher Columbus? I don't know. Let me read about it. Yeah, let's let's in eighteen seventy two a cup Here we go. This is so annoying. I hate when I, whenever I try and read or talk for a long time. Last time, last time I said you can like stand up and like walk around and record too. So why don't we try that so that you don't yawn? I'm sitting up though. If If you you yawn one more time, you have to stand stand up. up. Okay. So in 1872, a couple of construction workers dug up a suspicious lump of clay near the shore of Lake Winnipesaukee. 
Win Hold on, say that again. Winnipeg sack. Winnipeg sock. Winnipeg sock. Winnipeg sock, I guess, and discovered an artifact that today is known as New England's Mystery Stone. Sometimes also called Lake Wana... I'm not even going to read it again. Mystery Stone. Um. Oh, fantastic. There's a giant-ass ad in the middle of... Who designed this? I can't read because... Look, 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 look. Okay, here's where I just ended. Here's a giant ad, and then there's part of the ending that's blocked off by the ad. Do I have to click this? It's perfect. Oh, great. Find... Oh, my God. God. I'm sorry. This um, website is kind of stupid now. Let's see what 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 has happened uh, while you're doing that. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna ramble. Okay. Just like what has happened since the last podcast? Um, I went to the bathroom. I walked back. Jackson was whispering to himself. I guess y'all. And that's about it. All right, you got it yet? The rest of the mini part says it has been impossible to verify the age of the stone and determine how it was carved. To make it even more interesting, I thought that's like the unknown creator decided to add a number of inscriptions and strange symbols, which are still open for interpretation. What, is, what does it mean by impossible to age it? Like no one knows how old it is. But isn't that like literally like someone's job to like like that's an actual thing and like I a know, but okay, like, but role. like there's no way. Like here's the here's the stone. Oh, by the way, holy oh. You've seen it probably. The f- no, at least the I've face never part. seen that. Oh. Okay, I thought it was like a rock. No, it's Dude, that's from it's space. Four inches man. long, two and a half inch thick stone. It's dark and egg shaped. New England's mystery stone. Google and image it. And that's what you it actually it. like looks like now. No, this is what it, this is it on display in the in yeah, the but it, museum that, in New that's Hampshire. That's the actual thing. Yeah. Dude, that thing looks like it was made yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it might have been. So that's really it. And the next one is is um it's the Judacula rock. And Judacula. so this rock, covered with undecipherable symbols, is one of the greatest archaeological mysteries of North America. Neither scholars nor older residents have been... Oh, okay. All right. I'm walking around. Jesus Christ. Dude, this is annoying. I don't know why it does... Why? I, whatever. Don't pull your laptop off. I know. Uh, neither scholars nor older residents have been able to decipher it. Uh, neither do they know its true origin or purpose. Is it, pre, is it a prehistoric code? of some kind of secret message for future generations of humanity. It is one of the largest in the southeast and the largest petroglyph petro, petroglyph in North Carolina, located in the Canny Folk Creek Valley in Jackson County outside of Kulawi. The details of the petroglyph's formation are unknown to scientists. Judicula Rock is not an ordinary stone because it has something else. Scribbling, markings, dribblings, and spidery lines. And these mysterious symbols can be more than 10,000 years old. And what does this one look like? Um, oh. That. It, it looks, yeah, it's, it, it, it could just be like random like fossils. Like there's no way to describe if there's like some secret well, message. Are there bones? No, it literally looks like hardened clay that like someone just like poked stuff in and then drew across. But I guess it could be kind of like an intricate design. So huh. you never know with those ancient folk. You never do. Uh, born stone in Massachusetts. It is an archaeological mystery. The stone is a 300-pound chunk of granite upon which two lines of carvings are made. The meaning of the carvings has been greatly debated. According to the Archaeological Institute of the American Born Stone, uh, 
Oh, according to the Archaeological Institute of America, the Bourne Stone probably started as a doorstep of a Native American meeting house around 1680, then passed through several owners, landing at the Aptuxet's trading post in Bourne about 1930. Barry Fell, a professor of invertebrate zoology at the Harvard Museum of Comparative Zoology, my favorite museum, uh, who is also well known for his controversial work in New World Epigraphy, has suggested that various inscriptions inscriptions in the Americas are best explained by extensive pre-Columbian contact with Old World civilizations. In Fell's opinion, the carvings on the Bourne Stone are in an Iberian script and language. Uh, he suggests that Carthaginian-type people writing with the Ibero-Punic script may have reached the New England coast as early as 475 BCE. Some other scientists have suggested the markings are Norse, yeah. while yet another theory is that the carvings are oh similar to Native American petroglyphs. The carving on the Bourne Stone in Massachusetts has never been deciphered. Wow. Yeah. So I was, I was right on one. Here's that one. Norse, for sure. It does look Norsey. Norse. All right! Number four, the Grave Creek Stone of Moundsville, West Virginia. Uh, it was discovered in 18... 18- 38, during the excavation of the Grave Creek Mound uh, in Moundsville, West Virginia, on the Ohio River. It was unearthed together with several human skeletons and a considerable amount of jewelry and other artifacts. The current whereabouts of the stone are unknown. In 1868, it was in the collection of E.H. Davis of Squire and Davis fame, before most of his collection was sold to the Blackmore Museum, now part of the British Museum. Whether the small sandstone disc inscribed on one side... Wait. Oh, Sorry. Whether the small sandstone disc inscribed on one side with some 25 characters is genuine or not remains unknown. There's only one photograph of the stone that can be found in a book from 1752. Anthropologist David Ostreicher suggested that the inscription, inscription had been forged by James W. Clements, a local physician who had made the inscriptions based on unknown letters on Spanish coins and monuments from an 18th century book. Henry Rowe Schoolcraft, a renowned geologist, who visited the site in 1843, suggested the inscription contains four characters corresponding to the ancient Greek, four Etruscan, five Runic, six ancient Gaelic, seven Old Erse, ten Phoenician, fourteen Old British, sixteen Celtiberic, with some resemblance to the Hebrew. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he was inclined to regard the whole inscription as Celtiberic. Mm-hmm. If the gravestone... If the Grave Creek Stone is genuine, it could provide evidence of a primitive alphabet. Mm-hmm. It does look alphabetic. It does look alphabetic. Mm-hmm. Alphabetic. The rune stones of Oklahoma. Oh. There are several rune stones in Oklahoma, and the oldest of them is the Heavener rune stone. The word rune comes from Old Norse and means secret knowledge and wisdom. The true age and origin of the runes are still shrouded in mystery. Symbols resembling runes appear as the cave markings appear as cave markings. <laughs> As early as the late Bronze Age, it was one. Nothing. One. I was burped. Oh, that was <laughs> that it. No one. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I've had tangles in my hair all day. The the you lost my pay. Hold Sorry, on. I didn't mean to. Symbols resembling runes appear as cave marking yes. as early as the late Bronze Age. It was not until around 200 A.D. when they. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. Thank you. When the runa male. Uh, the art of runic interpretation was widespread in northern Europe that the runic alphabet emerged. Most of the characters on the Heavener runestone belong to the elder Futhark, the oldest form of runic alphabets. It was a writing system used by Germanic tribes for the Northwestern and Migration Period dialects. 
The heaven and runestone does, however, not appear to have been made by Vikings. Henrik Williams, a professor of Scandinavian languages at Uppsala University, Sweden, studied the stone in detail and concluded that although it is probably one of the most impressive runic memorials, monuments in the entire world, it is not a Viking runestone. A stone uncharacteristically large for a runestone has eight runes carved into it. The letters, when translated into English, read Gnometal or Gnlometal, which have been interpreted to mean Gnome Valley, G Gnometal, or the phrase William prefers, Little Valley. William said the runes date to those used in the earliest of four runic systems known as the Elder Futhark. System was first used, the system was used from roughly 100 to 700 AD, predating the first Vikings by at least 50 years. Oh, uh, the Poto stone, discovered by schoolboys in 1967 near Poto in LaFleur County, this is still in Oklahoma, does also contain letters from the Elder Futhark and Younger Futhark alphabet, but is also not considered to have been made by Vikings. Shawnee and Pawnee stones were discovered in 1969 in Shawnee, Oklahoma, one mile from the North Canadian River. Both these rune stones are considered to be the product modern period. The inscription reads either Mildock or Middock in standard Elder Futhark lettering. God damn it! We lost! We fucking super lost, man! This is in Oklahoma, right? Yes. Okay, see, that would have been a great time to be like, ooh, have a sound of that. Instead of that one, that needs to be replaced. It doesn't need to be replaced. What's the point of that one? Because I'm lost. <laughs> but that's not so like that. So you're saying that's Norse? Like, no, 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 it's not. They, it, it has, it has um, the runestones, at least, have characteristics of being Norse and everything, but they're dated, they're, like belie- they're believed to be at least 50 years before Vikings. Sheep. So, like, they have, they have, like, characteristics of it, but they're not believed to be well, actually if it's in Oklahoma, have made it's by Vikings. Native American. For sure. Who knows? We don't. The Kensington Runestone. Uh, it has been the subject of discussion and controversy since its discovery in, 19, in 1898 by a Swedish farmer named Olaf Ullman while clearing his land uh, for a farm near Kensington, Minnesota. For years, the stone has been considered a controversial runestone, and it led researchers from around the world, and, from around the world uh, on an exhaustive quest to explain how a runic artifact dated in 1362 could have ended up in Minnesota, of all places. Uh, several scholars have claimed the stone is a hoax. And there were also many scientists stone. Yeah, who insisted the runestone is genuine. The inscription on the stone describes the arrival of Norwegian Vikings in America in 1362. We got some Norse. Olaf has long been accused of deliberately carving the stones so he could later pretend to find it. He admitted knowing runes and had been seen carving sticks er, runes on sticks during his early years in Minnesota, but he also said he did not carve the Kensington runestone. The family of Olaf endured scorn, ridicule, and lies. The stone itself was borrowed by an unscrupulous researcher and never returned. Today, the National Museum of Natural History uh, continues to receive public inquiries about the stone and the Smithsonian's current position. The Department of Anthropology answers these inquiries with a statement written in, in unambiguous terms, saying that scholarly opinion has judged the Kensington stone to be a 19th century creation. According to Scott Walter, a geologist and researcher of the runestone, uh, there are hidden secrets carved into the stone. 
In 2000, he performed one of the very few geological studies on the stone. He says the breakdown of minerals in the inscription show the carving is at least 200 years old, older than Olaf himself. Those findings support the first geological study in 1910 that also found the stone to be genuine. Walter was the first to discover dots inside four R-shaped runes on the, on the stone. He said that there are intentional and they mean something. We found the dotted R's. It's an extremely rare rune that only appeared during medieval times. This absolutely fingerprints it to the 14th century. This is linguistic proof. This is medieval, period. The Kensington Stone has been an intriguing and successful mystery. More than 100 years after its finding, the inscription is still the subject of debate. So this one dates back to medieval times. 14th century, to be exact. Dang. That's almost Renaissance. Wait, that is Renaissance. Yeah, about it. Dang. But in Minnesota? Yeah. Can I see it? I asked Minnesota for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Los Lunas de Decalogue uh, this stone. This Mexico. New Mexico. Ooh. Oh, New Mexico. The Los Lunas Decalogue stone is a large boulder on the side of Hidden Mountain near Los Lunas, New Mexico, about 35 miles south of Albuquerque, and it bears a very regular inscription carved into a flat panel, also known as the Los Lunas Mystery Stone or Commandment Stone, Commandment Rock, sorry. The stone has a carved, abridged version of the Decalogue or Ten Commandments. The ten, like the actual Ten Commandments? Yeah. Uh, the stone weighs over 80 tons, which is the reason why it has been never been moved to a museum or laboratory for study or safekeeping. The stone is controversial because some claim the inscription is pre-Columbian and therefore proof of early Semitic contact with the Americas. Professor Frank Hibben, an archaeologist from the University of New Mexico, was convinced that the inscription is ancient and thus authentic. Some archaeologists, though, have called it a fake. That's all there is on that, unfortunately. You can see that. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Dang. Like, is it in... I don't even know what language that is. Yeah, I was is. about to say, or ask. Well, now I'm going to... Huh. Enhance. Los... Enhance Lunas it. Lunas Decalogue Stone. If you can figure out what language it is in, you get an applause. Okay. Challenge accepted. First recorded... Mm. You guys are seeing or hearing research live. Not, uh, not really live. It's closely related to Phoenician script. Thank you. So smart. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, Barry Fell, who we talked about earlier, uh, I think. Did he we? estimated the... Maybe not. He, <laughs> uh, he, we'll he, just say we did. He estimated the inscription could be anywhere between 500 and 2,000 years old. And apparently visitors clean the stone every time they're there, which um, of Jesus. which fucks up uh, any possibility for scientific analysis of the inscription's patina. Thank you. I know. Um, oh, and in 2006, some little assholes felt like uh, <laughs> obliterated the first line of the inscription. That was an accident. <laughs> The first line of the inscription. And it, it draws comparisons to the Heavener runestone, Kensington runestone, Dighton Rock, and the Newport Tower. Um, which... Oh, the Newport Tower is just... Oh, those are cool. The Dighton Rock. I bet we'll cover that. I'll keep it open, though, in case we don't. So, oh, the Dighton Rock. Next. 
Dighton. Uh, so wait, hold on. Let me guess. Is that spelled D A I T O N? Dang. No. D I T O N. Mm-mm. D I G H T O N. What? Yeah. Uh, so it was the subject of intense debate, curiosity, and wonder for centuries. It's a rock with a mysterious past we are unable to decipher. Its cuneiform style inscriptions have long intrigued and puzzled observers and researchers. A 40-ton boulder has the form of the slanted six-sided block approximately five feet high, nine and a half feet wide, and 11 feet long. It was found partially submerged on the Tauntaun River at Berkeley, Massachusetts, formerly part of the town of Dighton, hence the name. Nice. Covered with petroglyphs, car- carved designs of ancient and uncertain origin, the rock is now installed in a memorial building nearby in the town of Berkeley. Over the last three centuries, people were making a series of accusations about the origins of the rock. More than 20 theories have been proposed about its origins. Uh, Ezra Stiles, an Am- American academic, theologian, and author, was convinced the rock was carved by ancient Phoenicians. Some speculated that the Vikings or Native Americans did it. Others credited early Portuguese explorers with the Dighton inscription. Uh, What's up with all the Phoenician? I don't know. Depth of descriptions? Let's see what we have here. Hmm. Here's, well, so, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. So here's a picture of it. Uh, The first photograph taken in 1853. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then someone, um, I guess, like, drew, like, an exact copy of what all the symbols look like on, like, paper. Huh. Which is kind of a cool photo. And so, yeah, Dighton Rock. Who knows? You know what it is, bitch. Thank you. Uh, The Russo, Rosso Stone. The Resso Stone. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'll read that. For, okay, so uh, it was discovered in Minnesota. What's and up, the okay. U.S. could easily... Wait. Okay, whoever wrote this article is so illiterate. The incredible <laughs> Russo Stone discovered in Minnesota, the U.S., could easily rewrite our history. Ooh. The stone does not only reveal ancient civilizations from across the sea visited North America in prehistoric times, but also that our ancestors were familiar with writing 200,000 years ago. The story of this incredible stone is shrouded in mystery. Putting together the pieces is almost like solving a detective story. A small stone, no more, not more than perhaps two inches, was discovered in 1927 in Russo, Minnesota by Mr. Jake Nelson. When Jake. digging in his garden, he accidentally came across several stone hammers, arrowheads, ceramic shards, animal bones, and this precious stone. One of the reasons he was unable he was able to uncover so many artifacts was because his home was on the site of an ancient Indian settlement. Stone was given to John Jaeger, or Jaeger, a famous American anthropologist, an expert on science science ancient sorry, an ex and uh-huh. and expert on ancient texts. Uh, he was a remarkable scientist, and he was a genius interested in worldwide anthropology and epigraphy. He was also one of the first pioneers to put forth the idea of cultural diffusion and global travel to North America by the ancient mariners. That never always happens to me. When he compared the engravings on the Rosso Stone with other ancient inscription samples collected from our world, he made a stunning discovery. This inscription was made by ancient Greek and Egyptian civilizations. There are even Sumerian signs. Sumer, or Summer, I guess, Sumer. is considered to be the first civilization on Earth, and it is older than the Kathe Hyuk in Anatolia, Turkey, 
uh, an old like civilization in Turkey, apparently, which I guess is considered the first civilization. The S- the Sumerians. Oh, Between the, uh, oh, what what are those rivers called? The Tigris and Euphrates, or am I thinking about something else? I don't in know. In Turkey, yeah, uh, oh. is it was older. Assume Sumer S U E S U M R. No, oh my God, I'm so stupid right now. S U M E R. Yeah, it's the earliest known civilization in historical, in the historical region of Mesopotamia. I wonder if there's anything else about the Russo stone real quick before I get on to our last one. Um, let's see. The stone was given to, yeah, he talks about it. Where is Here's the stone. Oh, wow. It's tiny, apparently. It looks tiny. And there's apparently a face on it. And that's the, the stone that uh, the dude found in his garden? or was that Yeah, the, the Russo stone. Yeah. That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah, I was right. What? Samaria is between Tigris and Euphrates. Next. The Davenport Stell, or Steel. Well, it's one E. S-T-E-L-E. With t- oh. Uh, it was unearthed in a burial mound in 1877 in Iowa. The curious artifact is called the Davenport Calendar Stell, or the Died, Dijed Festival Tablet. Dijed. It contains a carving of opening of the mouth ceremony, which is of a Nubian slash Egyptian origin. Dr. Barry Fell, there he is, <laughs> a Harvard scholar with an avocation for ancient writings. Uh, oh my God, who wrote, I don't know who wrote this. I'm going to say he proposed that Egyptian and Li- Libyan explorers had set up the Mississippi River and left the written stone tablet. However, the University of Iowa archaeologist Marshall McCusick's disagreed, saying the tablet was a hoax. According to McCusick, the Davenport Stell hoaxers had been members of the Davenport Academy of Science who had buried fake stone tablets on the old Cook farm. They wanted to trick one of their members and ridicule them. Barry Fell allowed that, the, allowed that two of the three stone tablets had indeed been probable fakes, but the third, which he refers to as the Davenport Calendar Stell, definitely is not. Let me read on that a yeah, little more. Do it. Oh, lovely. It, it froze. <laughs> Jackson still has an iPhone 6. I hate this so much. It freezes so much, and there's just, like, crappy ads everywhere. Okay. Typical! It's a little late. Sorry. In the book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence, Dr. David Imhotep, writes that the religious similarities here are numerous and sometimes not only similar, but identical to the Jed Festival of Ancient uh-huh. Egypt. Thank you. This ceremony traces back, however, before Egypt to Nubia because uh-huh. the Egyptian god Osiris is part of the ceremony. This means the... God of death! The Jed Festival predates even Egypt. According to Fell, the Davenport Stel contains a trilingual text in the Egyptian, Iberian, Punic, and Libyan language. This stel, long condemned as a meaningless forgery is in fact one of the most important stels ever discovered, wrote Fell. I learned Fell. about just stels in general. I don't, I don't remember if it's stel, steel, or stele. Yeah. But they're He's just serm- tablets, right? This one's small, though. Yeah. Oh, no, that was the other thing. Yeah, it's a little tablet. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Show me that again. Wait, no, this is a different one. That's the Davenport one. Okay, no, I didn't learn about that. 
Okay. Damn. So you have to scratch right in the mic. Yeah. So he surmised that the Davenport Stella dates back to the 22nd or Libyan dynasty of the Egyptian Empire. One side, uh, on one side, there are carvings of Egyptian writing and the festival. On the other side, there is a picture of two Egyptian obelisks, a pyramid, and African animals. Another controversial and very interesting artifact is the Pontotex Stell, found in Oklahoma by Gloria Farley and Weldon W. Stout. It is considered to be the work of an early Iberian colonist in America, as the script is that known otherwise from the Caco da Rapa region in northern Portugal. The Cacapupu. Mm-hmm. The c- <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, shoot. Okay, I tried to keep this question with me, and, like, trying to listen as well. Um, crap. Okay, oh, here it is. So, do you think... So, have you ever, like, taken a rock and sort of, like, I guess, carved something into it or something? Or I've just tried. carved something on, I guess, a bigger rock? Yeah, I've tried. Okay, so, if you did that and left it there, do you think someone has, like, Come gone, gone to that same exact like spot, and then been like, okay, what the heck is that? Uh, no, because I feel like I don't know. Maybe I feel like that would be like a thing though. That like I feel like people would talk about. Yeah, but I don't think so. I don't. Do you, do you think ever, I don't ever think like I've done something elaborate enough to where people are like, what's this? Do you ever want to do like like before you die, you want to leave some like weird trail? For someone to follow and then... Like a treasure? Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. Rather just like build a Lego set or something and be like, remember me by this. Wow. Not that one particularly, yeah, really? <laughs> but like other ones, like a bigger one. How big? Uh, the Millennium Falcon one would be awesome. That's it? That's not that much bigger than that. The one I'm thinking of is the largest Lego set that you can buy. It's over $300. But you're not going to buy that. No, not right now. I mean, in the future. We'll see. How big is it? Oh. It's not that big. For a Lego set, it's a single piece, and it's like, well, now I want to look up the dimensions. Oh, it's just a single piece? You don't have to put it together? Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> I meant. It's, it's part of the Ultimate series. Um Oh, it's uh, eight hundred eight hundred dollars. God damn, seventy five hundred pieces. Jeez. Um, Does it shoot stuff? Oh, and this dude made his own. It's six feet. That's just like I want the official one. I want the measurements. See, that's not even the right one. Yeah, what are the? Give me those dimensions. I'm looking. I'm looking. I mean, you said it was like that. Yeah, like that. What is this one called? Hold on. UC. Okay, yeah. I thought it was the UCS. I wanted to make sure. So anyways, you want to you wanna leave a, a Lego set behind when you die? I want to leave the Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon. Yes. Hmm. Um, hold on. Maybe the Lego website tells me how big it is. But say this. You leave that, but you leave it like unfinished, and then you leave a letter and like tell my son to finish this for me. But then he refuses because you were such a shitty father. <laughs> yep, that's me. 
Um, okay, so it no, that looks like about as big as I said. The only reason it's so oh, it's it's. Uh, it's 33 by 24 inches. 33 by 24. Oh, it's the, f- it has the characters from the fucking new movies. Gross. That's stupid. Han Solo, Force Awakens, Han Solo, Ray, Finn, BB-8, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, C-3PO, and well, two course. porgs. Why the hell... Okay, they never mind. I take that back. I don't want. I. 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 No, I don't want that. Okay. Besides. Oh, no. I. Sorry. Besides continue. Star Wars, what's the next best Lego set? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two that really matter. Do you Batman's even have any? You, did you have any Harry Potter? I did. I had um, Hogwarts, uh, a very early version of Hogwarts, and I would always try to build it with my dad. This is when I was like very young, and I wasn't into building Legos, and um, he would always like tell me build it. You know, God bless him. And then I would always just like get uninterested. Wow. And so we'd always like for probably like you call two yourself years, a Lego fan. That was when I was younger. I feel bad because like I'm sure he. Your dad like, was just trying to bond with you. No, yeah, he was looking back on it. it makes me very happy that I had him uh, as my father. But he would oh. always like for like two years we had like half of a Hogwarts like set up, and I'd always be like, Dad, let's build it today. And we'd do a little bit more, and then I'd be like, All right, I'm done. Damn, I need a oh button. Yeah, you need better ones. I told you. But why are we talking about Legos? We're talking. I don't know how that. You said you wanted to leave a Lego set behind. Well, you were talking about like what you you wanted to leave something behind. Yeah. We're talking about ancient rocks, ancient ancient crazy shit. I'd leave an ancient rock behind. I have a lot of rocks. You think there's? Do you think there's a rock out there that has been touched and carved by aliens, but people mistake it to be? Um, like an ancient uh, civilization, because yeah. they were trying to imitate what they had been studying. Ooh, the terracotta army. That could have been done by aliens. Like you said, they were studying. They were studying. You know, that's not people. Dumb. That's a that's a burial site for an emperor, though. Yeah, it could have been aliens, the pyramids. But it's written in, Psh, written Schmitten. Nothing's real. I cracked the code. The Da Vinci code. Do you have any thoughts? No, nah, I'm blank. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting blanks here. All right. Well, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I thought it was really weird that most of those stones, people thought that they came from like the other side of the world, but they were in like bumfuck <laughs> Oklahoma and <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Like, no, who goes there? That was interesting. The Phoenicians do. The Phoenicians. Yeah, the Phoenicians go there apparently more than anywhere else. That would make sense. But that was something I had written down a while ago, and I just felt like, like imagine, done with imagine it. Imagine. They're not getting done with it. But how weird it. it would be, like, I guess you, I don't know, like modern times seeing, like, Egyptians sail up the Mississippi River and then just dropping tablets in the water. And they stop at Old <laughs> Miss. <like>, you <laughs> You'll know later. <laughs> uh, that uh, uh, stones are stupid. These are for and like for all we know, like these all could just be like really elaborate fakes, which is pretty funny that people. Are See, like, that's the thing. Anybody like spending uh, a lot of time can, like anybody can carve a stone. We can go outside find find a big rock and carve a penis into it. Yeah, but I thought it was just like a that's what I'm going to leave behind. Okay, I thought it was just a little quick, little interesting thing to do. Uh, 
just because I, I wanted to do. I didn't want to do like too long of a one right now, just because mm-hmm. uh, because you know I feel like those can be kind of boring sometimes, just like going on and on and on. But I feel like this one's a little short, so next time I'm gonna work on one that's a little bit of a medium well, length. We can go on and on and on. It's just gotta, you know, it's gotta pack a punch. You gotta pay that five thousand to pack a punch that shit. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But do you have any final That's thoughts a, yeah. before we, we wrap up? Thing. I know. Do you have any final um, thoughts before we wrap up this sesh? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you came in, did a little quickie. Now you're just leaving. And we appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope you choke, meat sack! Having the zombies mood. Again, that doesn't... Whatever. Doesn't work. But my sounds are my sounds. Uh-huh. It's my personality. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just high on life. Just really happy. Really happy to be here. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a guest in a while. We need to get some guests. <laughs> what? That was just like I thought we were wrapping it up, and you're just like we haven't done uncovered in a while. No, I'm not talking about uncovereds. Those are the guest episodes. We don't. It doesn't have to be like that. Oh, guest, guest, guest episode, guest, guest episodes. I don't know. I don't. And know. what would happen on this guest episode that's not an uncovered? Anything. Talk about anything. We should just have guests to have guests. But that makes so, it less unique. I mean, just then eventually they're just like, eventually people will be like, oh, one of this episode is going to have like someone, some like other third person, or it'll be just like them too. I mean, does Joe Rogan ever have just himself on his podcast? His podcast, okay, first off, you can't compare Joe Rogan to Night Swims. We're way better. That's true. And but that's but what it's I'm also saying. two different like themes. Like he literally like just like has people on, talks about whatever the hell they want, and like just look up like it, they literally could talk about anything. And it's we a have hit. like, we used to do that. I know. And we're nobody cares what been we more successful about. this way. But That's yeah, true. like celebrities can make podcasts easily because all they have to do is just talk about whatever they want and people have it. Like the other ones like this, we have to have structure. We can't just be like free, like do whatever we want. But we do. No, we don't. We stick to the structure. We do a topic. It <laughs> alternates. We have it uncovered. And we go from there. Yeah. I'm just saying we don't just stick to uncovered for just gas. You know what I mean? We'd have it uncovered with just us two. Because that's the point of the uncovered. To have a guest? Yeah. Well, it's also to bring in, you have three different people come together and try and solve a murder. Or four. Okay, well, we have two mics, so... Well, we'll get more mics. We just need a mic, like at least one more mic that can, you know, sort of take up the uh, some surrounding sound, you know what I mean? Like that two people can just talk on. Yeah. Oh, I also just need to get a bigger this. Bigger that. Get it bigger. Yeah. Bigger is better. That could work. Well, but, if we get one of those, right. if we get one of those, then it'd be fine. Yeah. Shout out Focusrite. 2 I 2 Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thought you were gonna say where they can find us on Instagram. Well, you always kick that off. You're where can like, they find us on Instagram? See, that's what I mean. I need that. Where can they find us on Instagram? Like you said, structure. structure. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, they can find us on Instagram at nightswims.podcast. That's not, right. Not comma podcast. Not, not, not dash podcast. podcast. Not underscore podcast. Nightswims.podcast. Night not hyphen podcast. Shout out all the swimmers of the night who yeah. listen to us. And um, yeah, uh, Douglas's topic is next. Um, curious what he's going to do. I am too. <laughs> and then uh, maybe the next episode after that will be an uncovered. You know, we didn't do one in November. Um, God, what did he, I feel like November went by fast. But it did this whole year. It's already Let's December. Do, we could do an uncovered at the end of the year. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll Ooh, try and do it. A, a New like, Year's uncovered. Try and find an uncovered that's themed around New Year's or Christmas or something like that. And go from there. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Happy uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Uh, what other holidays are around this time? Jewish. Hanukkah. Oh. I already said that. Um, did you say Happy New Year's? Yes. Um, Are you even paying attention to what I'm saying? I'm just making. I'm just checking all the bases. I'm trying to think. I know there's another one. I feel like there is a fourth one. What's that? Um, you remember that thing where you'd set your shoes outside and then candy would appear in them? It's around Christmas time. No, you don't. Oh, shit. Why would I remember that? I had a weird family. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Damn, I yeah. That's all. The, that's all the holidays. Alrighty. Well, Thank you, bot. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> this is why we can't do two podcasts back to back. I don't even know what word. <laughs> Thank you, bot. I don't even know what word just came out. That sounded like you said Dagobah. I don't even know like what that was. But thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for supporting us still. Um, happy, yeah. happy weekend. Uh, I'm in Disney right now by the Is time you're it, oh, listening guess, to this. Oh, I guess, yeah. I, I forgot it's going to be later yeah. in the week. I'll be, yeah, I'll be in Disney. I mean, never mind. <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Which, you know, realistically for us is going to be a few days, but for y'all it'll probably be a week or two. So, well, yeah. I want to give an inspirational quote okay. before they leave. All right. You look death in these beady eyes and you spat in them. Take that as you will. Go on into the world. Godspeed.